Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Hello, loves. I am so excited to announce that I'm going to be facilitating alongside some incredible teachers at the Austin Tantra Festival coming up here in Austin, Texas, December 16th through the 18th. I love, love, love these community spaces as incredible opportunities to learn tools for greater intimacy, authenticity, and connection. These sort of containers are really a safe space to practice setting boundaries, to discover and push your edges, to let go of any limiting beliefs around connection, sexuality, or intimacy. So tickets are now on sale at austintantrafestival.com. I have a special code for you. Leola10, that's L-E-O-L-A 10, gets you 10% off tickets. So I hope to see you there. I will be linking Austin Tantra Festival in the show notes. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome back to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today we are continuing with the conversation with Andrew, who is my partner, my beloved. We began filming this podcast with the intention of it being 45 minutes to an hour and we just kept on going. So I decided to split it into two episodes. So if you haven't listened to part one already, definitely go back to the last episode, have a listen to that one first, and then join us here for part two at your own pace. If you've already listened to part one, well, welcome back. We're so excited to continue the conversation. Without further ado, let's drop in. So <clears throat> that's what you're calling in. You have this perfect partner list um, that you did in your way. I have this perfect partner list that I did in my way. Meanwhile, I'm going through an emotional intelligence and leadership training that was like basically like Navy SEALs training for my emotions. Which I start in two days. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Which I'm super excited for you to do. Um, and with also grieving the death of my best friend and father. Um, uh, and here we meet. And I'm super jacked up uh, in those five months before our first date and in being met. You're going through what you're going through. And then you invite me to this, I don't even know what, how you would describe it. What would you call it? I call it Fredericksburg. <laughs> it was a group trip, like a friend co-created retreat, basically. So everyone that was invited and there were like 12 of us or something, everyone that came had an offering for the group, meaning, you know, a meditate guided meditation or a dance class or photography or a medicine experience or whatever. And 
I'm planning this with again, our mutual friend that actually owned the house that we met in. And she was like, why don't we invite Andrew? And I was like, all right, whatever. Like, didn't really think twice about it. Cause at this point I'm like, like also, you know, at this point I'm like completely detached from the idea of us ever becoming a thing because of just the journey that we had been on up until then. And also I was hearing things. (laughs) I was hearing gossip from women and I was just like, and then at the same time I was in my process as well. And that, and I want to do another episode of this podcast that is going to be called something along the lines of like, but they don't tell you when you're a really powerful manifester, which is basically that when you ask for what you want, sometimes things have to fall the fuck apart in your life to make space for that. And it's also very fun, comfortable and actually like agonizing. And that's what happened to me after I did that manifestation ritual on June 29th, my next two weeks were hell. I was super depressed. I was like purging a lot of past relationships. My loverships were just like falling out. It was like so dramatic. Like everything was just in in shifting gears and it didn't feel very good. And, um, there was a lot of drama from me with, with some of the men in my life. And, um, yeah, then you can continue what you're going to say about that trip. (laughs) So I get invited to this like friend gathering at this Airbnb um, three nights for a few nights. And I know Leola is going to be there. I'm not even thinking about Leola. I'm actually, there's actually another girl that I had connected with at one of my events. At one of your events. I was also going to be there. And that's why I thought they had invited me. Uh, I thought you two invited me to set me up with your friend who I connected with. Who she also said to me, like, what's the deal with Andrew? And I was like, yeah, everyone has a crush on Andrew. Good luck. Basically. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know he's hot or anything. I don't know. Well, like, great. Good for you. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Why can't. <laughs> uh, and, and that's why I thought I was invited. And I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll come. I'll come. Uh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Awesome. And when I get there. Towards the like end of the second day that we're there, to me, it becomes undeniable our connection. Mm-hmm. Um, the first day that we were there, the first, the very first night we were there, my perception of you was actually a little crunchy to me. Yeah, I was. And, um, and really like, com- like combatives a bit strong, but like- I was testing you. I was being, I, I mean, because of some of like the things that I had heard about Andrew and the leaks leading up to the event, which I was kind of in the space of almost like being like, do I really want to like bring this person into the space that I'm creating because it's supposed to be like this fun connective experience. And like, I want to be really careful about who I bring in. So I was actually being quite distant towards Andrew and a little bit spicy. And, but Andrew pulled me aside and was like, Hey, um, I'm going through a really shitty time right now. And I want to just thank you for inviting me into the space and including me. I also want to feel into like, is there anything off between you and I? And I also want to take responsibility for the fact that like, 
I'm not perfect. And I fucked up really bad in some spaces in the past couple of months. And when it was interesting because that was very vulnerable for you to do. And I had no idea the things that I had known or heard or like been involved with. And so it wasn't like he was trying to like, I don't know. At the end of the day, I was just like, oh, that's really interesting that he's like sharing all of this with me without me prompting him. And like, that shows a lot of integrity. And I was like a little bit like, I didn't even ask for that. So that's weird. And it's kind of like attractive that, yeah, you were just owning your shit and like also expressing gratitude. I just, I, I just felt like it was very mature and it, it didn't, it didn't match up with some of the things that I had heard other people say. And that kind of like made me start reconsidering my perception of you, which was like, Oh, this lady's man. And this, like, you know, he's a manipulative and like potentially, and I was like, actually, like I'm seeing someone that's like really taking responsibility and like, I'm curious, which is what mo- most of the people, most of the things I heard about you and what I felt from you was very evolved. And like, I, I also felt like we're all humans, like doing our best. And like, I fucked up royally and lied and manipulated people unconsciously. And I also feel like for me, I saw a bit of myself. It, even if it were true or wasn't true, I saw a bit of my, I saw a bit of your human and it, and it related to my human. And I had compassion for that. Everyone fucks up. Yeah. Um, especially me. And in my experience, uh, well, I have kind of just a couple of options when I do fuck up. Mm-hmm. And one is to blame or divert responsibility. Um, one is to deny and straight up be like, that one, I didn't do that. That wasn't me. The Shaggy song. It wasn't yeah. me. <laughs> um, and I'm sure there are some, a bunch of others, but the one that I found uh, uh, like just actually fucking works is just owning it. Yeah. And when I noticed something just fell off from what our experiences were, um, I, I pulled you aside and asked if there was something going on. And then just was candid about what I, what I was going through and what I had done. Um, all on the backdrop of like my dad being fucking dead. Yeah. And I could, I literally, as the conversation was happening, I could sense a shift from you Mm -hmm. um, as well. And so that's the first night. (laughs) (laughs) We get, we get that really clear. Um, Leola welcomes me. She's like, I'm glad you're here. Um, thank you for sharing, et cetera, et cetera. We get clear. And then the next night, it's just on emotionally for me. And I was like, this is undeniable. Uh, this connection is undeniable. And in my opinion, that's really when the relationship started, started. was that night. It, yeah, it makes me. And it wasn't our first date. 
Um, but that's when, and, and it, <laughs> it wasn't super clear to me that that's when our relationship started, but it was clear to everyone in that fucking house. Yeah. We, we were actually both really denying it. We both were like a bit resistant, but also like fascinated with each other and just like asking question after question. And like, you know, in this space, like getting to know each other and everyone's kind of seeing it. And, and I remember very clearly, I think what shifted it for us was when you asked me, what do you want? And I like had some like kind of, you know, flowery answer of like world peace, but it wasn't that it was like, but it was something like very broad and not specific, but like altruistic. And then you were like, no, but like, Leo, what do you really want? And you really looked at me and you were like, you're not getting away with like some sweet, like a teacher answer. I want to like really feel your soul. And then I, I shared, I shared what I wanted. And I talked a lot about like my future partner. And I talked about my vision for family and like community. And, you know, then you also shared what you wanted. And I, and, and at one point, I think we even were like, you had said like, but we don't want the same thing or something. And I was like, no, I actually think we want the exact same thing. We just like, didn't, we just have different um, ways of getting there. Basically. Is that how it happened? Or for me, my mind was still wrapping my head around. How can I be in relationship with someone who does what you do? Mm -hmm. Which is definitely something I wanted to talk about on this podcast, which is how, does it feel because I'm a normie right <laughs> I'm a normie um with like a quote-unquote normie lifestyle um and yours is not you're very out of the box and very out of the norm and I was like I don't know how I create a family with a tantrika how does that work? Is it possible? Like, Can it be done? But like, I didn't even know. I was like, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> and know, knowing that that's what I want. Yeah. And am I okay with what she does? Mm-hmm. And so that's what was really coursing through me. Can we also just pause and share you finding my website? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is. Or do you want to get back to going? No, back? this is great. We, I love taking. I, just, I think it should just flow naturally. Yeah. And all my favorite podcasts that I like, they're just conversations that don't have like this agenda that is like strictly followed. Um, and then like they have someone pull out clips that are super awesome, and they have like, little shorts about the like, and then but you can listen yeah, okay, to the whole thing. Anyways. But anyway, we're like on this those. podcast now, so. So, <laughs> <laughs> so before. Uh, Leola and I start dating. Uh, I, I've been to a couple of her parties at this point, and I'm like, Shh. I'm like, let me. She has a website. Let me like Google this person and check her out. Do some digging. Let me do some digging. First off, great boobies. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm like, well, what does what does she really do? And then I start looking at your offerings, and I'm like. I'm like, what did I say to you? I forget what I said and how I described it. But I was like, could I date this human being? 
I think what you, what, so this was like a recent conversation that we had in the last week where I had no idea that Andrew had looked at my website and like had, I knew that you looked at my website, but I didn't know that you would consider hiring. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so I was like, oh, I could like, absolutely. Like uh, there's this, like, uh, like this vulnerability and this hard piece that I could use some help. Maybe, maybe this is an avenue where I could use to open me up and I could, like, oh, this is great. Now it's all coming back. And I was like, oh, I could hire her. And then I was like, but wait, if I hire her, then I don't think I could ever be in a relationship with her. Cause then I would just be some like client. Right. It's like asking out my massage therapist or something like that. That's uncouth. Right. Um, or like asking out my dentist while she's like yeah. doing my dentistry and like, can't really cross that client <laughs> boundary. Right. And so I was like, if I start using, like using her for work reasons, then I wouldn't be able to date her. <laughs> Meanwhile, you also don't just ask me out. You're like, I'm not going <laughs> to. Well, no, you're too pretty for me to be able to get you. So I'm not going to ask you out and get rejected. But then you also wouldn't work with me. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> you want me closer? Yeah. yeah okay. We gotta move this leg. There we go. Is that comfortable for him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh so our love becomes undeniable in Fredericksburg. We don't say I love you or anything like that. Um yeah, but it's like our connection is unreal. Mm-hmm. And then a week goes by after Fredericksburg. Yeah. I'd like to also just like speak into Fredericksburg just a tiny bit more. Sure. So I have a huge crush on this man, but there's also like three or four other men there who I'm like flirting with, but they're like friends that I'm just kind of flirting with and all this is happening, but it's very clear that I'm like super into Andrew and sorry guys at the same time, we're both in our shit. Like Andrew's in his shit about a bunch of things I'm going through. I I had just gone through like a week of hell. And so we're both like deeply attracted to each other and like, it's overwhelming. And at the same time, we were both like, absolutely. We cannot engage romantically or sexually at all. So we just were like cuddly with each other. And like, yeah, I was, we just stayed up all night talking and it was like, so beautiful. I was, I was super clear on the boundary that I wanted to set. And that was no, uh, like sexual contact. Mm -hmm. Um, I was fine with like sensual snuggling basically, like super hard line, not even kissing. Yeah. Like really hard line on that. Um, and my, my thought process was that my feelings right now are so intense for this woman. I don't really need to or want to bring any sexual energy into this because I want to actually feel this new energy that I'm experiencing and only that energy. And as I'm sure all of you who have ever been in fallen in love before, I only get to fall in love like with that person one time for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to feel that. Yeah. It was so much. I was like, I didn't actually feel the need for the sex. Uh, I definitely felt the need, but I also just happened to have decided based on how like intense my life was at the time and like everything shifting that I had decided I was going to do a month of celibacy. And that got at the very beginning of that month. I understand that you felt the need for sexual energy with me right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, I think I was like having energetic orgasms 
anyways. Like, I couldn't control it. It was like just happening. But I don't remember like fully, but I'm pretty sure that if it, if it didn't start then, it was like, I think it did though. I think I was it having did. like heart pal- palpations. You definitely were. You were doing lots of the like, uh, while we were next to each other lying down. Uh, <laughs> there were a bunch of them. I didn't know what they were at the time. And I was like, is this woman okay? <laughs> oh, I'm great. Um, but I also remember I was right. I have a journal and at the time I was writing in my journal and I, to me, like this trip to Fredericksburg just was like really monumental because it was like community for me. And like, I saw like a vision of like future community and like friends all gathering and like, I'm not super duper duper close to my family. You have a pretty small family as well. And so it just felt like a little capsule of like that family. And I wrote in my journal, like, we're going to look back on this weekend and say, remember that time we fell in love wasn't about Andrew at all. To me, it was about the community that we were creating, but it's just like such a cosmic joke that like in reality, that's exactly what was happening. And I was too stubborn to like, see it in that moment or was too actually I was too afraid I was too afraid to like see it in that moment so Fredericksburg the weekend ends and I was too afraid also so a week goes by and I don't call or text Leola at all because I was like well that was a one-off thing uh she clearly isn't very into me obviously uh that was just the magic of Fredericksburg and the house that we were in and the experience that we had in that container. Uh, so that was nice, but that was it. And that said, uh, I really, really liked her. And I went over to our mutual friend Lydia's house the following Sunday, full week later. Yeah. I was like, Lydia, I really like Leola and I don't know what to do. And she- <laughs> And God bless her, Lydia, in so many words, was said, Andrew, stop being a fucking dummy and call her and ask her out. (laughs) (laughs) You idiot. (laughs) And so I do. And the specifics are um, not that interesting. Well, maybe they are. I don't know. But. Uh, Leola had been asking the group if they wanted to come to a play party with her and I was the first one who was volunteer. I was like, I want to go to one of those. That sounds great. And then no one else jumped in. There were a lot of, okay. So that week after Fredericksburg, I'm like, fuck, I'm falling in love with this man. And I cannot, it cannot happen. It is too messy. Absolutely not. I'm trying to call in my life partner. It's clearly not him. This is just a distraction. This is just a test. I need to forget about this. And meanwhile, like secretly just like wanting him to call me so fucking bad. And we're in this group text. So it's not like I'm completely not hearing from you. We're occasionally like joking. Like we're having our side jokes in the chat as well. That's true. Yeah. I, I do call you a princess in so many words in the in the group chat yeah you said something about being a queen and uh needing a crown or something and then i posted like a burger king a burger king crown which was super rude (laughs) anyway i'm like yeah obviously he's not meant to be my word so i'm i have our our other mutual friend over for like 
like I have a couple of our mutual friends over that week and both of them specifically are like, what's going on with you and Andrew? Like I sense that that's like, there's some real potential there in, in not some, like in a lot more words, that's what they're saying, but like, that's the distillation. And to both of them, I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. Absolutely not. Never, never. I didn't know this. I told you that. It's just, it, yeah, I'll tell you more about it later. <laughs> Anyways, there's this play party coming up and everyone from our friend group in Fredericksburg was invited. And like half of them were like, yeah, I think I'd like to do that. Maybe. Yeah. Let me just like, da, 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 da. but by the time the end of the week rolled around, they had all like bailed besides you, which was super frustrating to me because I was like, I would, I would rather go by myself than have to go with Andrew. Cause then it's going to be like a date. And like, I like, Oh, like I can't handle that. Like, like I, if I would rather be there by myself, so I can meet potentially meet people. Like I'm not going to meet anyone new if I'm like there with Andrew, because like, I love him. So like, that would be a problem. <laughs> but alas, my interpretation of the group chat was you asked if anyone wanted to go. I was the first one who responded and said, yes. No, you no. And what then, you said was I could be convinced. That is, that is exactly what I said. I could be convinced playing hard to get. And, and I was like, I will be there enough convincing. <laughs> I will be there. That's all the convincing you need. Yeah. And I was like, mic dropped. And then my interpretation of what everyone else did was like, we're not going and being a third wheel and what's clearly <laughs> going to be Andrew and Leola's first date. <laughs> and that's what happens. <laughs> that's very accurate. <laughs> uh, so I get up the courage after the advice from a mutual friend to just mm-hmm. fucking ask you out. And so I call you the morning of the date of the, uh, <laughs> what was to be the date of the play party and say, Hey, I know this wasn't the intention of you asking folks to go to the play party. Um, but uh, the intention of this wasn't to be a date, but I would very much like this to be a date Mm -hmm. and then my perception of your tone on that phone call went from like oh hi good morning how are you blah 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 to like straight into business mode and was like oh is this a date now great (laughs) uh let's make sure you are the man that i think you are uh and that's what that's the tone shift yeah, I had then some I tests heard. for I had some tests for you. Yeah, that was definitely the vibe I was getting. Uh, and then I was terrified. I was terrified of. So was I. Yeah. So was I. And you passed my test. So. And then we go to the play party. I also just want to share. There are so many other little details that are like coming up for me around this experience. But I just like I feel like we could talk for days about like those first few weeks, but I'm not going to, I'm just sharing. Is there anything like really in particular that's sticking out? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're tearing up a little bit and it's making me really happy. Hello, lover. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And thank you for your patience with this brief interruption as I ask for a quick favor. 
If this podcast resonates with you, I would love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective and your reviews also help this podcast become more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to find it and more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. Thank you again. Take these couple of minutes to hit pause, write a quick review, and then let's get back to the episode. We go to the play party. We sat uh, very um, soft, like not soft, but like very gentle boundaries um, for the play party, um, sharing the experience pretty much exclusively together. Um, and us not even really engaging beyond like sensual touch. Nope. I don't think we set a boundary around not kissing, but we hadn't kissed yet. And it wasn't correct for us to kiss. And it was just an unspoken, like, we're not going to kiss here. And I, I told you at the party that I wanted to kiss you, but I didn't want uh, your first kiss yeah. to be at this play party. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted it to be somewhere that wasn't here. The play party in and of itself was basically like 10 dates and one date in the amount of communication and vulnerability that's required to just yeah. go to a play party with someone as the for their first date. Yeah. Um, we dive more into the drama in my life uh, over the past couple of months um, and get a lot more clarity on it. And sorry, I'm, I'm not going into great detail because um, I don't really want to share a bunch of it publicly yeah, um, on the podcast. So it's also not really relevant either. I think that it's important to recognize, like, to me, the important part is that we were both in our drama basically is like, what I want to share about like that, those early stages is that like, we were both in a little bit of like a shit storm and like still, like it actually created a really strong foundation for us. Yeah. I I would think what's important to add was like, I was the source of the drama. Um, I was like out of integrity and being kind of, and being an asshole. Uh, And uh, I think that's important to say. Uh, Not necessarily to me, but there was. No, to people that, to people in my life. And uh, people that I knew and had heard what yeah. was going on. And through mutual friends and connections. Yeah. And I totally own all of that. And, but I, I, it's important for me to like be clear on what the drama was and who the source was. Cause it yeah. wasn't just like drama happening. Yeah. <laughs> it was me. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so we clear a lot of that up on the date and then come home on the first date. Oh, well, the the play part, we're at the play. Wait, you forgot about one of the coolest things that happened at the play party. Uh, Oh, are you talking? Oh, I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. There was a fucking fireball that rocketed through the sky. It was insane. This like, it like, I didn't know if a meteor was about to hit earth. And I think that's technically what happened, but it was like small enough that it wasn't like, disastrous but it was like it wasn't a shooting star no it was like a fucking like like i looked it up the next day and it was like the odds of seeing something like this are so rare it was like it was just like this epic sign the 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 difference in size between a shooting star and what we saw in this fireball was like a piece of string to like a beach ball like that's like the difference in volume, at least from my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was huge. And, and so we're just like sitting outside, snuggling, uh, kind of naked a little bit. And then in, in the wonderful Texas, like night heat, 
and then see this fireball together. This giant green and orange fireball. And as the as the play party starts to come to a close for us, uh, I'm like, hey, uh, I would really love to continue connecting with you again. Like, I really like no sex. I really just want to continue this night with you. Yeah. Uh, and snuggle, you know, I'd love to go back to your place and snuggle with you and talk with you more like we're doing. Uh, and she's like, fuck yeah, let's fucking go do that. And so we come back, we get into her bed and we start talking. But not, we didn't do that quite yet. We had our first kiss first. That's true. Well, you want to go into that? Yeah. Andrew walked me out to my balcony and I knew it was, I knew it was coming. <laughs> and he kissed me. And it was the best first kiss I've ever had. <laughs> it was great. I was like, worth the wait. Uh, so, yeah, it didn't feel right at the party. And so, uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to wait until it was a more intimate space. And it felt right. Yeah, it felt really special. In your, in your space to do. Um, and so we share our first kiss. Very important detail. Mm-hmm. And then start talking. And very much like our first deep conversation about what, what you're really wanting. We get into that again, but specifically with in partnership. I say. I, yeah, I want to just highlight Andrew specifically took the lead on like being like, I'm having an amazing time with you and I absolutely love this. And I feel really deep feelings for you. And before we go further, I want to get really clear on what are you looking for in a partnership? And I just want to like put a pin here for the listeners. Like this was on our first date and it was like so impactful for both of us to have this vulnerability and like to be very clear with each other. Yeah. I think I said specifically, like, what are your intentions Mm -hmm. for dating? Mm -hmm because I have very clear intentions for what I want and what my purpose is for dating someone. And here they are. And I want a family. He pulled out a list on his phone. He pulled out the list. This was before the perfect partner. I talked about my intentions for dating, uh, which are, uh, which is I want to be married. I don't want, and I want children. That is why I'm dating. And so uh, if that's not in the cards or that's not what you're wanting, like that's totally cool. I respect all of that, but that's what's going to be required for us to continue dating. Mm -hmm. That needs to be on the roadmap. Um, And I want to be engaged and married within a year or two and then kids within a year or two after that. That's my timeline. And Leola goes into uh, like her intentions for dating and what she's wanting and calling in and where our timelines are similar ish um, and close enough with where they overlap and make sense together. Great. And I get excited and start talking about manifestation and whatnot uh, and what we've done to call in the people, that person that we're looking for. 
And I'm like, yeah, you know, I've got this perfect partner list and it's got all these items on it. And she goes, wait, wait a second. You've got a list. You've got like a perfect, par- like perfect partner list. I was like, yeah, absolutely. She's like, I have a perfect partner list. I was like, and I go to her, I was like, well, do you want to read it? And she's like, I don't know if I want to read it. And I go, is that because I checked off all of the items on your perfect partner list and that's super vulnerable for you? <laughs> oh my God, that's exactly what you said. How do you remember that? <laughs> it's not every day that the woman of your dreams tells you that you're the perfect match for her. <laughs> and she's like well i don't know if i actually want to read that right now and i was like uh well uh and she's and she goes well would you read yours i was like absolutely sure so i pull it out and i start reading through the list that i created months and months and months ago and in the back of my head as i'm reading i'm like check 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 some of the items are like, I won't know this until I actually start dating her for a while. Um, but everyone that I could confirm in the moment was checked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is the fuck is going on? And anyone who's ever practiced manifestation, and you kind of, look, I'm a software fucking engineer, okay? So like manifestation, all this woo-woo stuff, right, is like kind of like on the edge. But if like anyone who's done it and then seen it actually happen and start to come true. What's the emotion I'm trying to communicate here? It's a combination for me. It was a combination of like, of course. And like, Holy fucking shit. How did I do this? That's how I feel. Yep. And like, Oh my God. And like also, and then also a tinge of like, is this real? Yeah. And then a tinge of, and then a tinge of, uh, and do I, do I deserve this? Yeah. And can I actually really have this? Can I, can I, I, now it's right in front of me. Can I actually receive it? Bingo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> and then Leola climbs on top of me and pulls out her partner, perfect partner list. My partner, perfect partner list just happened to be in my bedside table right beside Andrew. And you start to read through yours and I think you skipped over a few things and didn't say all of them. No, I think I read it all. There was like one or two that was like too vulnerable. Maybe, maybe we should go back. And there was one or two that you were like, I don't know if I want to tell him because I think he is these things also. And it's a little vulnerable for me to say that to this man <laughs> on my first date. But what I did do, I actually think I might've done that. But then I think also at the end, one of them was around the openness and the freedom that I desire in the relationship. So I read through my whole list and we're both like, wow, we are all, we are all that we've asked for. And if it, and there's one more thing. I also desire a high level of, I'm even getting nervous just saying this now, even though we've already created this but in the moment, it was super vulnerable for me to say that I desire a level of freedom and co-creation in my relationship, meaning I want to be deeply committed to my partner and have certainty that we are each other's priority and that we choose each other and we can still explore intimacy and love with other people if it makes sense for both of us. And we get to decide that and co-create as we evolve. So there might be periods of openness and there might be periods of monogamy, but we get to like write that together. There might be in I think I actually used the example of like, you know, I want to feel safe and comfortable that if I'm in Brazil and I meet some like 
really cool, beautiful soul that I feel like is going to awaken a part of me that would actually benefit our relationship. I want to feel safe to just go for that. And then it would be, you know, supported and ideally celebrated. I said something along those lines and I sit there and I wait for like the mic to drop and be like, I can't, can't touch that. (laughs) Andrew goes, I'm going to marry you. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Like immediately after I said that, which was like super vulnerable for me. And I was like, this is the point that like men are like, nope, can't handle that. She's great. Whatever. Andrew's like, I'm going to marry you. I know like I've dated a lot of people and I just like, I know like this, I'm, you, you were like, I've, I, I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't even know I could ask for that. Like you said something along those lines. Like I didn't even know that that was like something I could ask for. And like, I should have that on my list. Like you just. I have been wanting someone that was like that since I started dating mm-hmm. and I didn't, think that that was just a, you know, I didn't think that was an option. Yeah. It was like, what ice cream flavor do you want? And I was like, uh, and I, I love uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. And they were like, well, yeah, chocolate chip cookie dough is awesome. But we also have this ice cream that's chocolate chip cookie dough. But also uh, when you eat it, you come really hard. And I was <laughs> like, I didn't know you could even order that ice cream. Of course I will have that ice cream. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and here I am, this woman is literally describing the ideal kind of scenario or like organization. I don't know what the word is. Structure. Structure. There it is. Uh, of our relationship. Yeah. That I've always been wanting. And he basically proposed. And I was like, oh my gosh, I did not propose to you. I was like, okay, <laughs> yes, yes. I propose to you. And then we started talking about engagement rings the next day, which actually happened. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So yeah, that was like the beginning. How much time do you have left? I've had a good 10 minutes. All right. I feel like there's been so much more that has happened since then that like we could benefit from sharing now um and i and i have a few spaces that i think would be good for us to explore um i have some spaces i'd like to explore right now but you do (laughs) (laughs) uh but i'm curious if there's anything that you feel like you were giving you're my guess i want to one um you did not laugh at my very funny and sexy joke dad joke uh, there it is there we go thank you for your authentic laugh um two i'd like to end uh talking about the end of that night where the rest of the night was us like fucking teenagers staying awake giggling and talking and laughing until like fucking sunrise yeah with work the next day and waking up and still have pl- having plenty of energy to go out just complete like infatuation new love yeah that's how i would like to close the first date night scenario and that was what feels like three years ago was three three and a half months ago Mm -hmm. that's nuts to me yeah (laughs) that's so nuts yeah uh anything else that i would like to go over um
this two hours has gone by like instantly or however long it's been. Oh, it's only been 90 minutes. Okay, cool. First off, great. Only 90 minutes. Um, I mean, um, we could keep talking for two more hours. I feel like we definitely could, and there's we so get to do this more. again. There's so which much I'm really more. excited about, but there's so 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 much more to dig into. I think the TLDR of the entire episode, if I were to distill down, like what I would really want to convey, um, is manifestation. Like, totally can work. Totally fucking works. Um, having the courage to ask for what I really, really desire, what I actually really want. Mm -hmm. If I put my ego aside and put the judgment aside um, and put my limiting beliefs aside, and again, there's no easy task, like asking for what I genuinely, deeply, and actually really want. Yeah. Um, That I'm most certainly not perfect in any way, shape, or means. Um, And all I can do when I like, when I don't act out of and from my highest self is fucking own it. And that is the most attractive thing in the fucking world as a woman. So hot. <laughs> Thanks, man. <You're> <laughs> and you also happen to be very hot. Like, um, as well, but. Uh, well-being as a North Star. Um, and then like... I also want to add that like writing stuff down, it's not magic. Like writing what I really want down in my opinion is not some like, and then a spell is cast and then magic happens and then it occurs. What I think it actually does do, and this is just a hypothesis. I don't really know. um, Is once I have that clarity, now my mind is focused on what I genuinely desire and what I feel, if anyone has ever bought a new car, once you buy a new car, I just start seeing that car fucking everywhere on the street. Yeah. And why it's because I'm now attuned. I've been focused on this one particular thing and now I'm attuned to spot those things. Mm-hmm. And so when I get super clear on what I really desire, I write that fucking thing down. Now my mind is attuned at the opportunities that present themselves to bring that into my life. And not distracted by the other. By all the other bullshit. Yeah. Women. and there was a ton of work i had to do before meeting you and i would not have been prepared to have met you had i not done that work ahead of time i could have written down any fucking list i wanted yeah but i wouldn't have been there Mm -hmm. I would have been the man that I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Ah, there are so many things that I wanted to talk about in the time we didn't get to that I'm really excited about, including what it's like to date me and some of the things along those lines. Also just talking about like some of our conflicts and like the things that we struggle with. And also the things that we, that have supported us to get through those things. And I think that like, we can kind of pencil those in for a future episode. I feel like we should maybe speak into like one thing that has really worked for us. And that is our gratitudes in the morning. Yeah. Like a way to round this out. Maybe. Yeah. I love it. I was actually just going to say, I feel like, um, 
we've talked a lot about like some crunchiness and stuff. It'd be cool to talk about like some stuff that's like works really well yeah. in our relationship. And so every morning since uh, I officially asked you to be my girlfriend, um, we have had uh, a ritual and that is to express gratitude and what we find uh, and find gratitude for the other person, specifically for the other persons. Um, and we've done that every morning, rain or shine, whether we're apart or together. Yeah. Uh, and even when we've been feeling crunchy towards each other. I want to annoy the shit or angry at him or vice versa. Yeah. Um, and I love that practice. Yeah. So every day we start the morning, if we're staying with each other, we do it in bed and just share, you know, three to five things that we're grateful for in the other. And it could be as silly as like, I love the way that your armpit smell. <laughs> I love the way you hold me or I love your sexy legs, or it could be, I love how you handled that complex discussion that we had yesterday, or I love your leadership in getting things done over the weekend, or I don't know, there's plenty of examples. I love your stinky morning mouth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, moments where it's like there's been moments where we had an argument the night before and we're not fully better and like we'll even find ways to find graduate in the argument like I'm grateful that like you still went to sleep beside me last night and gave me a kiss even though we were in conflict because mm -hmm. like I didn't have that in all my relationships in the past or like any relationship in the past that there was still like I, I love that I felt safe enough to disagree with you you know like things like that that are just like we, we would take for granted in those moments of conflict has been like really, really, really powerful for us. Yep. I think on, on another end, like just saying like, love is not enough to make a relationship work. I've been in love a lot of times, but like, I think that like, if people are looking for their partner, their person and are, like, are inspired by us, I think that like the thing that I realized was like, it's not just love. It's also like true compatibility and being very clear from the beginning about exactly what you want and like selling it out and not settling for anything less than that and being really clear with yourself about what you want. Cause that was the problem in my last relationship. Like I loved my ex dearly, but like I wasn't fully clear on what I wanted. So it was never going to work out. And then the second piece is communication, being able to communicate with each other and like find ways to honor and respect each other through it all um fighting fear yeah fighting fear and also recognizing that like every relationship is going to have conflict that's a part of it that's how you learn and grow at the end of the day like i know that like there is no one i'd rather like have an argument with than andrew <laughs> i mean we're both stubborn as fuck and that's like a big problem but i know that at the end of the day like we're going to like find a solution and like love each other and trust each other. And it was told to me, it's not the volume of the disagreement. It's how one disagrees. Um, and like, does your, does your partner fight fair? Um, 
And I think we both do. Yeah. I feel like we're getting even better at it. We are. We are getting better at it. Um, there was something that I just lost that I wanted to really close out on and now it's gone. Oh, I think one of the, I think it, the backdrop of the whole relationship, I think this is super important is that we both made a commitment early on to act as if that there is no escape hatch. Yeah. If this really is the real deal, what if I look, what if I acted as if it was the real deal yeah. and that there's no escape hatch, that there's no back from door the beginning. from the beginning, which is like, sounds that could backfire on people that like ha- aren't self-responsible and stubborn and like that could lead to like abusive dynamics. I could see that happening, but we very clearly at the beginning, were like, the boats are burned out is not an option. We are going to find the solutions as we need them. And we're committed to that. And I think that like coming from two people that have like divorced or broken families, like the odds are stacked against us. But in some ways, like, I feel like we find like that family is so precious and so important that it's like, I don't want anything to get in the way of that. And I, and I personally feel like we have so many tools that we have in our tool belt. I actually think the odds are stacked in our favor because we have divorced parents. Mm-hmm. Because I will not have a family with children and have those children go through what you went through, what I went through or what you went through. That is not an option for me. And at the end of the day, I feel that I'm really happy that my parents divorced and that was the best option. And like my parents didn't have the tools that I have and you have. And so I will not. let Exactly. Exactly. That's the intention going in. And also, I don't want to do like I don't want to do that to myself. <laughs> to you, like we can, we can do better. But, anyways, I mean, at this point, we're three and a half months in. But I know that if if we hadn't have had that agreement, I think that there would have been a lot of like secret backdoors we were taking in our minds potentially. I can't wait to go in your back door, babe. And. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Andrew, for joining me on. <laughs> and thank you to the listener for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. If you have not already, please drop a review. Um, let us know what you think of this episode. Um, and we'll catch you next week on Talk Contra Julie. Bye, everybody. Talk to you.